What's up, chefs? I'm Julia London, and welcome to the Shade Judah Podcast. Today I'm taking you behind the kitchen doors of one of London's greatest hotels, the Dorchester. If you haven't been to the Dorchester, it's by far one of the most iconic establishments with a restaurant dating back to 1931. It's also been awarded three Michelin stars. The kitchens are busy, but I've been able to catch a few moments of the executive chef, Henry Brossi. Why do you like working at the Dorchester? Why? Well, very simple. I always wanted to work in a luxury hotel around the world and one of the best places around the world. That was always my ambition. And uh, wherever I worked um, in my career, which is now over nearly over 35 years, I've been, I've been doing that job. I always worked in the most renewed places around the world. That was always my main ambition. I went to work always at the top place, at the best place in the country I've been working with. Um, and that's exactly why I have chosen the Dorchester. How old were you when you knew you wanted to be a chef? Actually, I was seven. Seven, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, I wanted. I always was very interested in cooking and baking. And uh, on that age, I already knew that I will end up in one way or the other in the kitchen. What's the main cuisine here at the Dorchester? Well, we are we are quintessentially British. Uh, so, but we are not only focusing on British cuisine. Uh, we, were, we were actually doing international cuisine. Uh, so you get, you get a bit of everything. You get, you get Chinese at the Dorchester, you get uh, classical and modern French, you get the Britishness, we're doing Southeast Asian food, we're doing Indian food. Um, quite frankly, even in events business, our big banketing business, if somebody wants to have a um, kind of Chinese or he wants to have we have lots of uh, lots of people from Nigeria. If they want a special meal, a meal which actually is more suited to their palate, then we do it. How long did it take to earn all three Michelin stars? How long? Good. Well, it can get very quickly. That depends if the restaurant is good, the the decor is fine, uh, the tableware is good, the cooking standards are actually they have to be continuously. They cannot. You cannot have any peaks. Peaks that means you have highs and lows. It has to be on a consistent uh, on a consistent level. Uh, so you can have a Michelin star within one year. Uh, usually, three Michelin stars it takes you about up to three to five years before you actually get them. But I have seen some places they had it within one year. They had it within two years. When you're at home, what's your favorite dish to make? My favorite dish. Well, my all-time favorite is called the pot au feu and it comes from the French cuisine. It comes more from the Alsace, which is part of France, and that's near the area where I've been growing up. And it's like a, it's like a, we call it a stewing pot, where you have different cuts of meats in there. You're starting off with beef, then lamb, then pork, then chicken, then different kind of sausages, and then loads of vegetables. So you actually cook it everything in the same broth. It takes about five hours to cook. And then it's a family meal. You have that big pot in the middle of the table. You take the different meats up, you're slicing it up, you're placing it in a soup bowl, you pour the broth over, 
and then you have it like that with some hearty crusty bread. What inspired you to get into cooking? Um, well, it was actually it was my grandmother, and on, on a very early stage, she was uh, she always done the cooking. We have some our family businesses, wine making, and we have hotels as well. So from an early stage, I was always in the kitchen, and I always was actually around my grandmother. And for me, she was the greatest experience. Uh, inspiration for me to cook. Later on, once I um, I went to apprenticeship and I and I trained for the profession I've been doing there, I worked with uh, I worked with some uh, really great people, uh, great chefs, uh, Michelin star chefs around the world who actually gave me then my final inspiration uh, and also the final training I need to where I be now. What advice would you give to young chefs? Well, you need a passion. Uh, passion dedication, commitment, uh, and really you have to be, you really have to be driven to do that job successfully. If you have the passion and the commitment, then you can do anything. It's like in any job, right? If you have, to, if the heart is there and you really love what you've been doing, that's the best advice you can give. Stick to your heart, stick to your gut feeling, right? Uh, what you want to do, you can achieve anything. But there is lots of hard work and training needed, but also it is important that you're working with the right people and in the right places who can give you the training and can actually bring you up. But passion, energy, drive, that's the most important bit. A big thanks to Chef Henry Brosey and all the great people at the Dorchester. Next up, I'll take you on my food travels. Psst, yo, guys. Well, I've got your attention, I'd like to ask a huge favor. If you enjoy listening to Shay Judah, please head over to my page on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. We can give the show a nice review. It's really helpful in getting others to listen and enjoy Shay Judah too. One of the things I love about food is that you can travel the world without ever leaving your kitchen. But every so often, I'm lucky enough to visit different countries from around the world. And recently, I've traveled to Budapest. If you've ever been, you know the vibe. Lots of concrete and graffiti. The people are nice, and more excitingly, the food is cheap. I kept a little audio diary of some of my favorite food along the way. I hope you like it. I am in a very fancy Hungarian restaurant. Uh, really nice bits of artwork. And they got real nice couches. Mainly woodwork on the tables and chairs. I think it's rustic meets modern. It feels like a country club for hipsters. Can you say the name of the restaurant? Iterem. Iterem. Mm-hmm. Iterem. So we just had the first course of set lunch menu. It was actually really nice. It was cream of cauliflower soup. I'm not really a soup guy on the fresh breath, but it was actually really enjoyable. It was creamy, but not thick or as rich as you would really think like a creamy soup would be. Really well flavored since cauliflower is not really flavorful vegetable. And the second course. Just finished our second course. It's a Hungarian dish called Hungarian badass beef. And badass is like a big creamy sauce. And it's on a very almost neon yellowish color. Really intriguing. Beef is delectable. Very tender. And Pull apart. And I'm um, going for the third place. This is an apple cider cake. It's 
So it was like it was like a sherbet type fizzy, not like bubbly type fizzy. So I really look forward to eating more Hungarian food, and I will definitely be coming back. Alright chefs, the kitchen is closed for this episode. You can find out more about this episode in the show notes on iTunes or Stitcher. I also have a blog where you can check out my ideas about cooking, recipes, and videos at www.judalondon.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at judalondon. Today's episode was produced by me and my mom, Kara Smith. Audio recording by Tamash Casper and my intro music was composed and produced by Alvaro and Zalora. Thanks for listening to Shay Judah. I'll be back again soon with another episode. But in the meantime, you can keep up to date by subscribing to the show on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts.